volunteer state. It's time to join the nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and VolQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Breaking news and giving expert analysis. For the next hour, Chris and Austin will take your calls on college athletics around the SEC and the nation. College football, basketball, special guests, recruiting, and more. The nation. Hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group. The number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Making the American dream possible. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon, featuring top-tier clean gasoline for peak performance. Stop by your neighborhood Marathon station. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. By Farm Bureau Health Plans. When looking for health care coverage, let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through the choices. By Tennessee LASIK Associates, proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK. And by Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light, made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Distributed across the Volunteer State by Cherokee Distributing. The Nation is also brought to you by... Sunday evening and Sunday afternoon for you around East Tennessee, across the state of Tennessee, wherever you might be listening. Not a great Saturday evening in the Ozarks for the Tennessee football team. Austin Price is this is another edition of the nation. We come to you tonight from a new location, the Texas Roadhouse here on Morrell Road. And certainly spe- appreciate you spending your Sunday night with us, uh, part of your Sunday night with us as you try to. I know there's a lot of explanation. Uh, a lot of dissection in that game last night in the second half. Once again, Tennessee just absolutely laying an egg in the second half AP. I think they've been outscored now in their last four games in the second half, 90-7. to seven. It's just 90-7? to seven? <laughs> The second half adjustments, or lack thereof. You know, Tennessee was up 13-0 last night. Um, came out and was outscored 24 to nothing in the third quarter. And then, of course, nobody scored in the fourth. It, mind-boggling to really think about, you know, in a lot of ways, Chris, because, you know, in the third quarter, Arkansas comes out. They have that long, sustained drive where they go five for five on third-down conversions. They finally score. Um, defensively, they made adjustments. But in that third quarter, Tennessee couldn't get a pass rush on Felipe Franks. He had all day to throw. It looked a lot like the Alabama game uh, where Tennessee couldn't get a pass rush on Mac Jones. Um, and then in the fourth quarter, it changed. Tennessee was able to get home several times. Four times during the game, Tennessee got the ball on the ground. They were unable to recover any of those four. And so this is one of those situations, you know, where they got to do some soul searching. I mean, it's, it's not a good situation. Tennessee's obviously dropped four in a row. And in the second half of those four games, as you just pointed out, they've been uh, just bad. Well, they've been out everything. Outplayed, outcoached, outschemed, outadjusted. That's the thing. I, you know, when you uh, you look at that game last night, I, I thought Tennessee in the, in the first half 
really rode the backs of the strength of that football team, their offensive line. They ran the football effectively. In the second half, you give Barry Odom, the, the defensive coordinator for Arkansas credit, give Kendall Bryles their OC credit because Arkansas adjusted pretty nicely and did some things, did some different things. Tennessee did. Now, Tennessee the victim a little bit of, of Garantano going down with a head injury and not being able to play the rest of the way. So that really sort of put him by an eight ball quarterbacks who just, well, Mauer Bailey not ready to play, you know, and, well, I mean, in that situation. Let, let's, let's look at it and call it for what it was. Harrison Bailey looked like, well, they didn't ask him to do a whole lot. He looked prepared. Brian Mauer showed you why he's not played. Right. All those fans that clamored for 18, oh, he's got that extra dimension and, and all that. Again, just looked he, out of sorts. He Well, he looked like he's looked every time he's right. went on the field. He, fans fell in love with him because he high-fived everybody on the ball walk last year, and he threw the deep ball coming off a bye against Georgia. Other than that, it was much like last night where he threw off his back foot, foot a ton, threw into, in, threw into double and triple coverage some, run around. This isn't high school. You can't just run he around. Left the and, pocket when he didn't need to leave yeah, the pocket. Yeah, I mean, like little things like that that, that that have driven the coaches crazy and a big reason why he's never been able to, to get back on the field. You know, and I don't know if, if Garantano doesn't go down because he gets hurt about it's about a tie game. I think Arkansas is up by one, but, but but they just seem to get away. Maybe part of it's what Arkansas did defensively, the way the adjustments Barry would have made. But they they got away from running the football. That's what they they really well. But they made adjustments. <coughs> Arkansas did in the I second know. half, and, and Tennessee couldn't adjust back. And at some point, you've got. I mean, I get it. They feel like they're hamstrung at quarterback, handcuffed at quarterback. They call the game that way. It's almost, you know, all right, it's like 2009 Alabama. We're going to run. We're going to run again. Depending on down the distance, we're, we might pass. But most of all, we're just not going to turn it over. And, and, and football's adapted. Football's changed. I know they may think they have to play that way, but you're not going to win games that way. I mean, football's changed. Hey, you, Nick would love to still be playing games 6-3, to three, but football's changed. He knows that he had to adapt. He adapted to winning games 58 to 50 like he had to do against Ole Miss or whatever that final score was. You've got to change. And I know they feel like that they don't necessarily have the personnel for that. But, you know, these other teams are able to score on you, and you can't score on them. But even Alabama, you know, they're good enough where they're, you know, they can probably play that way. But Tennessee, I talked to a coordinator, a longtime coordinator in the league today, and he said, listen, he said, with the way the game's changed, the way the way the game is played now, if you're not good to above good at quarterback, you're going to have a hard time winning in the SEC, certainly beating anybody of substance. And Tennessee right now is really searching in the quarterback position. All right, couple questions. Do you give Bailey all the reps, the first-team reps this week, and try if, to get him ready to play? If Jarrett can't go, yes. Right, because obviously, and that's, the, that's I'm glad you said that. I guess that's the first question. He's probably going to be in the concussion protocol, I guess, to some to some degree, and see what his availability, probably will know later what his availability may or may not be for Saturday. But, but uh, Jarrett mentally doesn't have to, or physically doesn't have to go through practice. As no. long as he's there mentally and he understands the game plan, he would be able to not practice and play. He's been here too long not to be able to do that. Um, but, yeah, you have to. You can't go to Maurer. He looked out of sorts Saturday. Harrison Bailey is the de facto future, at least until someone else arrives uh, and, and can beat him out. So you, you've got to roll with, the, you know, your young quarterback who has all that praise and all that hype around him. Um, even though he may not be ready, what you're asking him, what you're asking J.G. to do out there on Saturday, which is kind of check with me at the line of scrimmage, hand it off a bunch, and then be, uh, you know, 
pick and choose when you take your shots, Harrison Bailey can run that. That's not asking. I mean, that, that's not going out there and saying, "Okay, we're going to go no huddle." You have command of the offense. Go. I mean, that, no one, no one is expecting that. You know, the way they're calling the game. Why couldn't Harrison Bailey be the quarterback? Yeah, and that's why I say whether he gets all the first team reps or a lot of reps, I should say, this week to at least give him a chance to be ready to play in this game. All again, hinging a little bit on what Garantano's status is going to be. We want to thank our presenting sponsor, The Nation, for making this show uh, possible. Uh, you know, Mortgage Investors Group has helped bring you The Nation each week, MIG making the American dream possible, the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Mortgage Investors Group is excited to help home buyers affordably achieve the dream of home ownership by giving you the home court advantage. This great advantage will allow you to get into that dream home with less money out of your pocket. Home buyers will be provided with an exclusive 15-year fixed rate second mortgage of $7,500, which will help cover your down payment, your closing costs, your prepaids, and in some cases, a portion of the insurance cost. This is not just for first-time home buyers. Move-up buyers may also be eligible. Call MIG today to learn more about the Home Court Advantage program. MIGonline.com, the website to go to to chat with a licensed loan officer online and get moving today toward your home buying goals. So we talked a little bit about Garantano. We expect him to be in the, the concussion protocol. We'll see what his availability is. Despite that, I think you got to at least give Bailey a chance to have enough reps to, to give him a chance to play this week against Texas A&M, a very good Texas A&M team. A team really right now, when you start talking about who's the the, the second, third best team in the league, it might be an A&M. You know, it's, it's probably a toss-up between Florida and A&M, but remember, A&M beat Florida. So, uh, and, and, and A&M is also a team, AP, that comes in here all plenty motivated because now all of a sudden with Florida beating Georgia – if A&M can go 9-1 and one and their only loss is to a unbeaten Alabama team, there's a chance that they could sneak into the playoff as that fourth team, depending on what happens with Clemson and Notre Dame, if they do indeed have a rematch in the ACC championship game. I don't see anybody in the Big Ten, a second team in the Big Ten, getting in. And, and I still have a hard time believing that the Pac-12 playing seven games they're not, they don't have, that they're going to get in the playoffs. So they're, they're, it opens the door conceivably for a nine and one a team, especially if they won seven or games in a row at that point, yeah, because uh, they wouldn't have to worry about playing in the title game. It would be basically what Alabama did in eleven. Yep, it would be, it would be the same scenario, the same pathway to the playoff. Bottom line is they're going to come in this game and the rest of the way with a lot to play for. Oh, no doubt. I mean, they're they're going to be motivated. They're playing extremely good football. They just dismantled South Carolina. I mean, dismantled them. So who, what, which, which group of fans in the SEC are more disenchanted right now, Tennessee or South Carolina? Tennessee. It's a, it's a more of a blue blood program, you know. Um, I know that they've struggled for the last twelve years or so, um, outside of a few moments. Uh, but you know, the the fan base is always going to you know top South Carolina's. I mean, to me, that's not even close. You know, South Carolina fans, you know, had a glimmer of, you know, of of uh, positivity when Spurrier was there. And, and Muschamp's won games, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, you know, I don't think it, you know, it's almost insulting to compare Tennessee's fans to South Carolina's fans because I don't think they're one and the same. Well, and, and, and of course, more recent, Carolina's had more success more recently than Tennessee has. You go back to the heyday of Spurrier. Now, granted, it didn't end well, but they go, they finish in the top ten back-to-back years in, what, yeah, 12 but you, and 13? Again, we're talking about fans, though. 
much like when Alabama had their kind of run of, of mediocrity in the in the you know mid nineties. Alabama's fans still thought it was 1982. You know what I've sort of run into? Just and again, it, it's a small sample size, so it's probably not fair to, to, to paint anybody with a broad brush, but I've almost started to run into a a sense of numbness with Tennessee fans. Yeah, today, apathy. Today at church, just around town, it's just almost like. It's how they're losing. It, 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 it's Groundhog Day. It's it's the same thing, you know, and, and you you get a little taste maybe like the, last, the end of last year. Um you know, Tennessee played better. They, they, and give them credit. They got picked themselves up off the ground and, and played a lot better football down the stretch to have that winning streak. This year's different for all everybody because of the COVID and, 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 and the limited practice time. But everybody's facing that. That's not just one or two teams. Everybody's had to sort of face the same challenges along those lines. And now here Tennessee is two and four. Yeah, I mean, with a with a tough stretch upcoming. Yeah, this is a critical four game stretch for Coach Pruitt. I mean, you know, he he's got to to right the ship a little bit. You know, and you know, you go back to last night. You know, they just couldn't get things flipped back around when things started to go against them. Nobody had an answer. Whether that's the leadership on the football team from a player standpoint, whether that was adjustments with the coaches. Obviously, the loss of Jarrett changed things offensively a little bit, but. You know, they still just – they couldn't – and we talked about that in our pregame stuff yesterday. Like, what would happen if things hap- if things went against Tennessee? How would the players respond if they got a little bit of adversity? And they just didn't respond last night. So, you know, again, I, I, at some point, you know, you, you got to roll out the youth because I think that, you know, that's the hope of the future for fans. And you know what? And and, and, and that and part of that's Bailey, but also part of it is playing some of these younger players. Keyshawn Lawrence got more time last night. Tamirion McDonald got more time last night. You know, Tyler Barron's been playing, you know, about 30 snaps a game. Right. So, But, you know, if you're looking at last night's result from a, just a, a purely from a Tennessee fan perspective, you're looking at Arkansas team. We talked about the adjustments that were or weren't made in the second half. But you're looking at a team with a first-year head coach and Sam Pittman. You're looking at a team that's playing – Four current or former walk-ons, a team that had lost 19 straight SEC games coming into this year, a team with a quarterback, granted a transfer quarterback, that had not. Now, he, now Frank, Frank's is talented. And Kendall Browse has done a nice job of, of using him in a way that he's most effective, but he didn't have a lot of success at Florida. Franks didn't. But he's got a big arm. He's certainly got some talent. But they, they're playing that team and that program right now the confidence that they're playing with, the passion, the purpose. You look at what Arkansas is doing right now versus what Tennessee is doing. Again, if you're just sort of sitting back a thousand feet away, you're like, wait a minute, how 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 could this be? It makes no sense why they're going in two different directions. Right, and that's that's the point I'm trying to make. And really, Arkansas should have one more win. They got screwed on the play on, on uh, the call. Yeah, they should be four and two. It's all right. I, I think really, and I've said this before. Unless it just sort of falls apart for the Hogs, I think Pittman's your coach of the year in the SEC. I agree. And unless unless they go the route of what everybody does is best team, you know, and, and sometimes that happens. But how could you not give it to Sam Pittman? Right. And you know, it's, I mean, they went twenty five games without winning a league game. That's what. And I mean. in an all league season, they're three and, and three in a season when your first year coach and, and you, you you're having to get to know your guys over covid during over video you don't have a spring practice putting in a new offensive system a new defensive system but the thing that jumped out to me 
And I've watched Arkansas play a couple times this year and had a chance to talk to Sam and Barry Odom two weeks ago for a piece I was doing. It's just the way that team's playing. You know, confidence, playing together. You, you can just see when you watch them play, even when they got down, even Tennessee pushed them around the first half and ran a football, and they got down 13. You, know, you, didn't, you didn't really see a lot of hay in their heads or shoulders. They came back no, ready and, to go. And, and then when they got out there in the second half and they scored the first drive and they got the stop, they got juice on their sidelines, and it was almost like Tennessee just was had none on theirs. Right. I mean, like they, at some point, though, again, this this is we're going to say this a lot over the next several weeks. This is a critical four game stretch for Coach Pruitt, not from a wins loss standpoint, but from how they're competing, how they're playing, those type of things. Because and that, that, that's the thing. As long you know, you, the second halves that, that's. <laughs> That's just a pretty. Yeah. That's a pretty rough stat to look at. Ninety to seven in the second half. For the last, last four, four games. games. All right, let's get, let's take our first break. We're going to try to catch up with some guests later on. This next segment, the thir- third segment. But you're listening to the Nation. We're at the Texas Roadhouse here at the Westtown Mall, Morrell Road location. Come by and see us. We'd love to see you. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. here tonight at the Texas Roadhouse, the Morrell Road location. It's always great to catch up with our good friends here. Texas Roadhouse is your home for legendary food and legendary service. Visit one of their 16 locations throughout the state of Tennessee area. Do you hate to wait? Download the Texas Roadhouse mobile app and get your name added to the wait list before you arrive or order to go. Are you hungry for a great deal? Texas Roadhouse features 11 early dine entrees for less than $10 on Mondays through Thursdays until 6 p.m. You can choose from the six-ounce sirloin, barbecue chicken, pulled pork dinner, and many other favorites. Texas Roadhouse is your home for hand-cut steaks, fall-off-the-bone ribs, made-from-scratch sides and dressings, fresh-baked bread, ice-cold beer, and legendary margaritas. It could be a routine drive to pick up the kids after school or an epic road trip across the country. No matter where your travels take you, we know those miles count. We're Marathon. We have over 5,700 stations across our great nation. Our people are working hard every day to provide you with quality top-tier gasoline to improve engine performance and fuel your life. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage license 109111. A lot's changed in the past few months, from how we protect our health to how we work. But for more than 70 years, Farm Bureau Health Plans has helped Tennesseans protect themselves, their families, and their savings. So right now, it's good to know that you have short-term, individual, and family plan options, along with dental and vision, for whatever lies ahead. Farm Bureau Health Plans. Give us a call or visit FBHP.com to learn more today. 
In the game of life, who wouldn't want to live a better life? At University Eye Specialists, our experienced and well-trained surgeons have helped thousands of Knoxville area patients restore their vision through LASIK. Utilizing the latest in laser vision technology, University Eye wants to help you shed those contacts and glasses. After all, who doesn't want to live a better life? Request an appointment today at UniversityEye.com. University Eye Specialists, proud to serve the UT Athletics Department since 1978. Turn your game day up a notch with Twisted Tea, the original hard iced tea. Twisted Tea is a real brewed tea with a twist of lemon, and it's next level delicious. But it's not your grandma's iced tea, unless she spiked it with 5% alcohol. Try the original, or the half and half, which is half lemonade, half hard tea. It's more than just a hard iced tea, it's a whole new attitude for gridiron greatness. Twisted Tea, keep it twisted. Proud supporter of Tennessee football. Please drink responsibly. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. Welcome back into the show. Chris Sloan, Austin Price. We are at the Texas Roadhouse tonight. It's our good pleasure to go to the phone lines and bring in good friend Tom Hart with the ESPN Family Networks. Tom was in the Ozarks last night calling the Tennessee-Arkansas game. Tom, uh, welcome to the hey, show, Tom, my friend. Uh, well, good to, to be show, with you, my friend. Uh, well, good to be show, with you, my friend. Well, good to be with you. Great to hear from both of you. I know uh, at least one of you probably got more sleep than the other one after a 6 a.m. flight this morning. <laughs> How many games have you done on site, Tom, this year? Oh, well, that's a great question. The answer is a grand total of one. I was like a kid in a candy store this weekend. Uh, I, I knocked out everything I possibly could on site. I went to Arkansas basketball practice. I went to two Arkansas football practices. I sat in on the film room with them Thursday night with the defensive team. Uh, it's a it's a different world in 2020, and and looks like going forward, most of my games will originate from my basement, which is not always a bad thing. Clock hits triple zeros. You log off the Zoom. You go upstairs and see the family. So that's good. But I certainly do love being in the stadium and being on site. That, that is, that is, of course, unless there's a squall that goes through Atlanta, right, Tom, that knocks the power out? <laughs> yeah, that can happen. I would also recommend to everybody um, get your home alarm system tested because if a power surge makes your home alarm system surge, you may have to send your spotter into the attic with a pair of wire cutters to go MacGyver and shut that thing off so you can get back on the air. <laughs> the good news is that happened to me a few weeks ago in the middle of Mississippi State, Kentucky. I was off the air for 15 minutes. I got back on the air, and I said, fellas, what I missed. There was an awkward silence, and they said, by our count, three punts and a pick. It was a 14-2 to game. I picked the right game to be knocked off the air. <laughs> that's, uh, that's about as 2020 as it gets, Tom. <laughs> that story. All right, let's uh, let's just cut right to it, man. Uh, watching your your call, listening to your call, and watching the game last night, Tennessee just sort of bullied Arkansas in the first half. Ran the football, got away from it in the second half. I think a part of that. Let's give Barry Odom and, and Kendall Bryles some credit. They're, I thought their adjustments at halftime were very good. But as you watch Tennessee in the second half, and they've been brutal now in the second half. Like they'd be outscored ninety to seven after halftime in the last four games. What jumped out to you, or probably more precisely, what didn't jump out to you about the way Tennessee's playing right now? Yeah, not to get political, but I think the difference between the first half and the second half would be the difference between 
spending a night at the Four Seasons or spending a night in the in a parking lot of Four Seasons landscaping. I mean, that was drastically different. Um, I thought that Tennessee, watching that game in the first half, if they had the opportunity just to bully Arkansas. And, and speaking with Barry Odom during the week, he said this is what they're going to try and do to us. They're going to try and bully us. Um, and I, I didn't see any reason why that would stop happening. Now, talking with those coaches, they simplify things. It's kind of crazy you think about the game of football, but they just decided, you know what, we're getting beaten the gaps. Let's just let our linebackers fill the gaps, tell everybody just to get out there and play football and loosen things up a little bit and be more simple. And that was the easiest way they could do it. And then because they're able to get in the backfield a little bit, they could play some man coverage, which they very rarely do. They played 90% zone this season. Talking with Jim Chaney before the game, too, he said, listen, we never know what to expect out of Barry Odom. Last year at Missouri, it was all, you know, zero coverage, man across the board. And now this year, it's all zone. So he knows that Barry's going to mix things up. I, I was just shocked that um, – and play calling is, is really hard in college football because it's so dependent on your guys executing, especially in a year like 2020. Arkansas was able to shift their play calling and use what they were doing to set up the big play, and they took advantage of that with that blitz in the third quarter. Uh, Tennessee was never able to do that. And then obviously when Garantano left the game, that uh, Katie barred the door. That was done. Tom, when you when you were over call, calling the game last night and Tennessee had put Harrison Bailey in and they kind of just ran it, ran it, ran it, and, and – you know, they got down there, and it was fourth and three at the 22. And at that point, Bailey had not thrown a pass yet. And there was, what, four or five minutes to go in the football game. You're down 11. Were you guys – did you all comment on – were you all shocked that they didn't kick the field goal there to keep – to try to make it a one-score game and stay – try to, you know, stay in the game? Yeah, we brought that up right before that fourth down play. Now, they, they were going a little bit of tempo, so we didn't have a, an opportunity to dive into it and really discuss it and, and go over the pros and cons. But – uh, we all agreed you, you've got to kick the field goal there. Now, it was interesting to hear Jeremy Postgame say that Samaglia was banged up. I mean, he certainly didn't look like he had a sore leg when he kicked the 50-yarder and a 48-yarder, and he was dancing off the field and blowing kisses, which, by the way, I love. I'm here for all the kicker swag we can get. Okay, so I, I, I subscribe to that newsletter. Now, I will say this, though. We were kind of thinking there's something wrong with Samaglia at some point in the fourth quarter because, um, and we don't have the same, it's kind of different guys in 2020. We don't have the same uh, production staff. We don't have the same support staff. But one of our guys saw Samaglia go into the injury tent at some point in the second half. And we, honestly, we kind of dismissed it because the guy kicked a 50-yarder and a 48-yarder. It's not like he was in on the tackle. And honestly, Cole Kublik was like, guys, he probably just went in there to use the facilities. You know, like, he, he's not hurt. He kicked a 50-yarder. So, um, obviously, that goes into Pruitt's decision-making at that point. Uh, I just think that, you know, it would have been a 42-yarder, I believe, at, at that span. You, you kick the three. You get it. You put your defense back on the field. Um, you have a chance to win the game. We even referenced a Thursday night game with Miami and NC State. Miami chose to kick a chip shot field goal even later in the game when maybe they should have gone for the touchdown because you didn't know if you're going to get much closer. Now, the score was a little bit different. But if you trust your defense and you kick that field goal, you know you're going to get the ball back, then you have a chance to take the lead. We're talking with Tom Hart of the SEC Network and ESPN Family of Networks who was on the call last night, Tennessee, Arkansas. Tom, 
what concerns you most about Tennessee going forward now as they really face a a tough two-game stretch, Texas A&M, who, I, don't, I mean, I'd be interested to hear your, your take on this. I think Texas A&M may be the second-best team in the SEC right now, comes into Knoxville on Saturday, and then Tennessee the next week goes to Auburn. What concerns you most about the Vols going forward? Yeah, to answer the A&M question first, um, I know we're not supposed to dismiss head-to-head matchups. I, I just think that Florida proved on Saturday – that they're one of the best teams in the country. And and that was a result I expected just because we know that Florida can have an explosive offense. And in this day and age in college football, you got to put up 45 to win the game. That, that's if you want to beat Alabama, if you want to beat Clemson, if you want to beat Ohio State, you got to score the ball. So that's why I would put Florida there. A&M has been able to score the ball at times this season, but it's, it's really old school football. I mean, they use the tight ends down the field. But it's line up, smash mouth, run the football, and, and try to go old school on you. Uh, I'm, real, I'm impressed by AM, don't get me wrong, but I, I would have Florida just a hair above them right now. The concerns for Tennessee going forward are the same concerns that have been there all season, and that's at the quarterback position. You know, talking with Pruitt before the game, and we talked about Bailey, and we talked about Mauer, and, and, and what do you do here? And he said, listen, the quarterback competition is a competition every day in practice, just like every other position. But in that same same breath, he added, we haven't seen enough of Bailey. We don't know what he can and cannot do. And I, I, I that put my antenna up a little bit, and I thought, geez, given the struggles of Garantano and given that he has experience and given that he, there's nothing he hasn't been through, maybe it would make sense to create some reps for Bailey in competitive situations in practice so you can see what you have. Now, as part of that same conversation, he referenced what Garantano went through, you know, two, three years ago when he was beat up on every, every snap. And he said, I don't want that happening to my young guys. I don't want them to get crushed. And, and you can understand why in that scenario you don't play him against Alabama. But with two weeks off, I thought maybe there'd be a, a different option there. Um, obviously, the game plan was to not lean on the quarterback, turn around, hand the ball off. And that worked um, for a good portion of the game. But then things changed. Arkansas made explosive plays, and Tennessee didn't. I, I hate to harp on the quarterback position, but I think that that's just, if not a failure in development within this season, much like Georgia, and it's shocking that uh, coaches in the SEC have gotten stuck in this situation, it's failure of looking forward and planning better from two years ago, not just within the course of this season. Well, there was a there was a point, Tom, that Georgia had a pretty decent quarterback on campus a few years ago. They did, they <laughs> certainly did, and and that guy looks pretty decent now. Yeah, you know, I look at the Georgia situation, and I think to myself, if you want to, and and you could put Tennessee in this category, if you want to be an elite team, you have to over recruit at every position, and that means the quarterback position. Um, when Trevor Lawrence first showed up at Clemson. There are people thinking, wait a second, we got this other guy, Bryant, that just led us to the national championship. We're going to give this guy the ball? He took one spring game before Trevor Lawrence basically won the job. Uh, Alabama had Jalen Hurts. How's that guy not going to play? He's won you a national championship. Well, it just so happens that this lefty from Hawaii that's sitting behind him is actually better. So if you can over-recruit national championship caliber quarterbacks, then you're not going to have a problem. If you can't over-recruit, Average quarterbacks in in this league, especially, you're going to have a problem. And I want to point out, 
I was really high on Tennessee last year. I love the way they finished the season. It was after the Florida game where Jeremy got everybody in the team room and he said, listen, we're better than this and, and, and we're going to have a great season. We're going to finish strong. And he instilled confidence in them somehow in some way. And they played like a competent team all the way down to the bowl game. The second half against Indiana, that was a team that was playing like, you know, they just decided to win and they decided they were better than the team on, uh, on the other side of the ball. There's no doubt in my mind that Tennessee has better talent than Arkansas, maybe not at every position, but across the board and on average, they just weren't playing with any confidence last night. And Arkansas has been playing all year like they've got house money. And to me, that's a huge difference. Well, Tom, man, we really appreciate the time. And I want to tell you from a personal uh, standpoint, I appreciate what you said last night about our ESPN colleague. That was classy of you. Thank you much for that. And you keep up the good work. And Stay safe out there, and we hope to catch up with you maybe down the road. I appreciate it, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure. Did you, right. did you get a nap in this weekend or this, this afternoon, Tom? There's no doubt I got a nap in, and I figured the best-dressed sports writer in the country probably got one, too. I've never seen a sports writer throw his money around wearing Peter Millar on planes. I mean, come on. Can't hide money, can you? Hey, hey it's, it's Millar or, and only Millar. <laughs> Thank you, we'll Tom, get you man. A sponsorship deal. All have, right, a, gang. have a great night. See man. you. That's Tom Hart of the SEC Network who was on the call last night. Let's take a break here. Our second one on the nation. He's Austin Price. I'm Chris Lowe. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Hey, fans, for the best selection of big orange merchandise, touchdown at Hound Dogs, locally owned and operated. Hound Dogs is your one stop shop for all things big orange. To find out more, text HD Radio to 64600. That's HT Radio to 64600. When it's time to get geared up for game day, just think Hound Dogs. Visit them online at hdnoxville.com. First Tennessee is now First Horizon. While our name may have changed, our mission has not. Now, more than ever, we are committed to serving Tennesseans from Bristol to Memphis. First Horizon takes great pride in being the official bank of the Vols, and we're proud to call Tennessee home. You might say we're home sweet home. Over a century and a half of volunteer heritage, First Horizon is proud to be Tennessee's bank. First Horizon, proud to be the official bank of the Vols. Are you tired of wearing glasses or contact lenses? Have you struggled with your glasses fogging up when wearing a mask this year? Now more than ever, Dr. Colby Stewart and his team at Tennessee LASIK are here for you. Visit TNLASIK.com or call 865-966-9182 to schedule your free consultation today. Tennessee LASIK wants to help you see the Vols in 2020. Mortgage Investors Group is the number one residential mortgage lender in the state because they offer superior customer service and their mortgage professionals take pride in finding solutions personalized for you. As your home team lender, the local loan officers at MIG are experts in the market. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance, Mortgage Investors Group offers a winning game plan. To get pre-qualified or for information about our locations across Tennessee, visit MIG. Online.com. Equal housing lender license 109111. 
Take it to the house this season with Truly Hard Seltzer. Whether you're tailgating or home gating, Truly Lemonade Hard Seltzer is a refreshing mix of lemonade and hard seltzer that's perfect for game day excitement. If life gives you lemons, keep the good times going with Truly. So bring the flavor and your volunteer spirit to game day like only you can. We'll keep it light, crisp, and crushable. Truly Hard Seltzer. Live Truly. Proud supporter of Tennessee Athletics. Please drink responsibly. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. All right, welcome back into The Nation. Our thanks to Tom Hart of the SEC Network. Joining us last segment, Tom was in Fayetteville last night, as was our own Austin Price. What, what time did you fly out this morning? It was a quick 26-hour jaunt. I left at 9.15 yesterday morning and got back at 11.45 this morning. Wow. So early, you're an early guy like that. You know, what you sleep about two and a half hours. Was on the plane from Fayetteville to uh, Atlanta with Tom and Cole Kublick and those guys at the SEC Network and all the big timers. The great Brent Hubbs, the great Tim Priest, the great Glenn Thaxton, and the great Tim Berry. There we go. We want to remind fans of this season to relax, enjoy, and celebrate with the great refreshing beverages that support University of Tennessee athletics. Coors Light, Mountain Cold refreshment that's made to chill. Twisted tea, real brewed iced tea with a twist of lemon. Light and crisp, truly hard seltzer, and ice cold Dosecchi Cerveza distributed across the Volunteer State by Cherokee Distributing. Remember to celebrate responsibly, and 21 means 21. What we did learn during the commercial break for those uh, listening, wherever they're listening across the state of Tennessee or on the interwebs, Chris Lowe's been playing a lot of golf apparently. He's been struggling, but uh, he's been playing a lot. Not a lot. I would say uh, just three times probably since uh, last Tuesday. No, I wish. since August. I tell you what, the last couple of days would be picturesque days to be on the golf course. Just gorgeous weather the last two days. Yeah. but um, Especially if you hit it the way you do off the team. That global warming is helping my golf game in November. <laughs> so, you know, to go back to something Tom was talking about, who's the second best team in the SEC, and I say any because they beat Florida. Now, is Florida, because of what they did to Georgia, do they claim that second spot? Clearly they can score. Kyle Trask is having a huge, huge year. And Georgia, you know, he's right. It's hard to see a team like Georgia. It's hard to, to sort of wrap your hands around a team that's recruited the way they have to be in this position at quarterback, where which JT Daniels, he just has got – it's got to be a health deal, or certainly they would have played at some point to this point, you know, with the way they've struggled at that position. Um, A&M, you know, their schedule pretty manageable the rest of the way. And, and as I said, they could conceivably sneak in to the playoff. I, did you get to – I know you didn't get to watch much. I got to watch some of the – flipping back and forth, some of the Notre Dame-Clemson game. Notre Dame is a lot better – now, granted, Trevor Lawrence wasn't playing, but they're a lot better than I think a lot of people thought. They've got more athletic at positions. In book's been playing. I think this is his sixth or seventh year <laughs> at quarterback for Notre Dame. Has he not been playing forever? He has, but still. And the way they use him, I think they, they do a nice job of using him. <laughs> really good football game last night, though. That's, the, I think, the game of the year so far. Yeah, while well, we were watching a uh, in college football. pointless second half of the Vols. And another scoreless second half. For the Vols, I might add. All right, speaking, going going back to the Vols, outside of Harrison Bailey at quarterback, who are some more of the younger guys that um, 
that you want to see that you think can maybe help put a charge in this football team as we go down these last you know, four or five games? Well, defensively, I think it's Keyshawn Lawrence. It's, you know, Tamaria McDonald. Um, they got to get more athletic in the secondary. They've been exposed in the secondary a lot in the last, you know, handful of games. Just not, not, not athletic enough, not fast enough. At least that's the way it comes across. Jalen McCullough, who's not the most fleet-footed guy, but, you know, when you compound that with turf dough, it makes it even worse. So, you know, I think Tennessee's just got to continue to improve speed. Jimmy uh, Holiday got more run last night at wide receiver. I'd like to see him continue that. Um, same thing with, with Jalen Hyatt. Um, you know, but then again, if you're going to continue to call plays the way they did last night, those guys are kind of neutralized in a lot of ways. So, um, you know, uh, I think you're going to see, you know, more guys like Tyler Barron. Uh, we'll see how much more you see out of a guy like Morvin Joseph. Um, but at some point, you know, you're going to have to, you know, make a move on some of these younger kids just to, you know, you know, see, let's see if D Beckwith, he, he had a tweet last night. He's since deleted it. <laughs> um, but he was frustrated. I mean, he's a frustrated 18-year-old kid. I mean, you go from playing all the time in high school to not playing, and uh, you know, other guys like Jabari Small are playing. That you know, that, that is a freshman running back, and you get frustrated. So we'll see if he gets any kind of uh, uh, action this week. Um, you know, against Texas A&M. But this is a, uh, a Tennessee team that you know you don't want to go wholesale youth movement, but at the same time. Some of those older guys, from an athletic standpoint, are maybe holding you back a little bit. All right, you're you're a guy that thinks on your your toes. So I'm gonna put you on the spot here before we close out this break with your favorite part of the show, the marathon question of the week. With a full tank of freedom, you can find your own highway and discover the true spirit of the American Road Marathon, fueling the American spirit. We've talked a lot about the quarterback position, about young guys, about Tennessee not getting it done in the second half. If you're looking at it from a head coach's perspective. I'm talking about Jeremy Pruitt. What do you think AP is most important for him now to sort of the way he manages this program, his guys, his staff, as they go down the stretch? Well, I think it's at all. I think it's everything. You know, I you don't want to put too much pressure on the kids because you know you you probably do need some wins in the next four, um, more more than just Vanderbilt. Um, you also don't want to put too much pressure on your coaches. I mean, this is you know obviously this is a result oriented business. Um, you know, but at the same time, I think, you know, people in general, whether it be players or coaches, uh, you know, they perform better when, you know, you, you know, it, it, they don't feel like it's, you know, a must win. You know, some, so not everybody performs well under the gun. So, you know, I think it's, it's managing your staff, managing your team uh, the best way you know how. It's just you don't coach the same, you know, two kids the same way. You know, some, some guys you have to, you know, coach them a certain way. Other guys like to be coached harder. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think it's all about just kind of managing your players and your staff and, and, you know, trying to get the most out of them each week. Um, you know, and that's something in the second half Tennessee struggled to do the last four weeks. All right. That's Austin Price. We're at the Texas Roadhouse Morrell Road location. We'll take our third and final break and be back on the nation in just a couple minutes. We want to remind Vol fans that your vote matters past election day ap and even when it comes to your debit card first horizon is rolling out a new tennessee themed debit card and you can help select the new card design vote for your favorite big orange debit card now through november 21st and you will automatically be registered to win weekly prizes including tennessee football tickets 
Simply go to firsthorizon.com forward slash balls. Right now, you can get five cents off every gallon of fuel every day. That's five cents off every gallon with Make It Count rewards from Marathon. Plus, you can earn points for additional savings on fuel, airfare, hotels, and more. It's quick and easy to join. Just visit makeitcount.com slash radio or download the free app. So start saving today with Make It Count from Marathon. Offer valid only at participating Marathon locations. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage License 109111. For more than 70 years, Farm Bureau Health Plans has helped Tennesseans protect themselves, their families, and their savings. And now, in tough times like these, it's more important than ever that we look out for each other. For many of you impacted by recent events, we can help make sure you're protected with quality, affordable coverage that's right for you right now, so you're prepared for whatever lies ahead. Give us a call or visit FBHP.com to learn more today. Enjoy the world's most refreshing beer, Coors Light, all season long. Whether you're at Neyland Stadium or tailgating at home, crack open an ice-cold Coors Light, the official beer of enjoying college football wherever you are. When things heat up on the gridiron, Coors Light is there to cool things down because it's made to chill. This fall, reach for the beer that supports the balls. Mountain Cold Refreshment, Coors Light, proud sponsor of the Tennessee Volunteers. Celebrate responsibly, 21 means 21. You're listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of ValQuest.com, presented by Mortgage Investors Group. All right, welcome back into the final segment tonight on The Nation, breaking down Tennessee's disappointing loss last night on the road at Arkansas, yet another game where the Wolves uh, basically no-show in the second half. And I think that's, you know, we, you know we, we can sit here all night, AP, and talk about what they did or didn't do wrong or right but you know you you play as poorly and make as few adjustments as they did in the second half last night i mean whether you play in arkansas or bama or auburn whoever you're not gonna have any chance to win and that's that's where you ask me where, where does what tennessee's gonna have to start finding a way to finish football games and come up with more answers and play and tom's heart hit on it earlier play with some more confidence and 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 some purpose in the second half because when you get outscored for four straight games 90-7 to seven in the second half, there's a lot of things going wrong. It's not just a quarterback. It's not just one. But it's, it, it's not been uh, – Jerry, uh, while I understand the frustrations with fans, it's not been him all year. I mean, like no, it's it, it it certainly it, hadn't it, been the been, last two weeks. It's been, been, you know, part him but part other things, you know, whether it be receivers not getting enough separation, defense giving up. Untimely things, untimely penalties. Receivers running you know, the wrong routes and then, stuff like uh, that. And then, then untimely turnovers when he threw the ball to Kentucky. So, I mean, right. you know, it's been a combination of several different things in this four-game losing streak, and it's not just one person or one coach or one player or anything like that. No, it's not. And I think, you know, when you, when you talk about some of the issues on defense, we talked last week, and it's been a, a recurring theme of not being able to cover the middle of the field. We, yet 
we saw last night again examples of Arkansas receivers getting behind the Tennessee DBs for big plays, those big chunk plays. And that's what kills you. You know, you, you go into halftime and you sort of just really beating them up in the offensive line and running the football, and you go up 13 to nothing, and they hit you with a big drive. Yep. The Hogs do coming out of the break, and then they hit some big plays down the field, and that's really demoralizing, you know, when you give up those big explosive plays. Well, the, the two big plays, and, and Jeremy talked about them after the game, um, those were backbreakers. Um, you know, but, you know, Tennessee also got, you know, got hit across the middle of the field again last night several yep. times on conversions and, and, and different things. Um, I, I don't know what the, the deal is with Tennessee's ability to cover, you know, everybody loves to say slants, but just just the middle of the field in general. I mean, tight ends have had field days. You know, obviously receivers with their slants have had a lot of success. So, um, you know, that's something where they, they, you know, they've got to make some type of adjustment and get it figured out. But it, the, the scary part is it's been an all-year thing. It's not – you date that one all the way back to South Carolina, which, you know, the ball is now at two and four on this four-game losing streak. That South Carolina game feels like it was months ago. Yeah, a long time ago. A long time ago. And those, and let's be honest, right now the Gamecocks and the Vols are two of the three or four worst teams in the SEC. I mean, if you were ranking teams in order now, teams you would least like to play, obviously Bama is number one on the top of that list. Vanderbilt probably, well, Vanderbilt would be number 14. But then spots 13, 12, and 11, you could probably make cases for Mississippi State, Tennessee, and South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, I would go State 13, 12, South Carolina because Tennessee beat them, and then Tennessee 11. And, again, it it boils down to sort of right now – but in this current, the way Tennessee's playing right now is is different than maybe when they beat South Carolina. You know, certainly they're not playing a lot of but but South Carolina has just been absolutely torched now for a couple outside of, games. of the win over Auburn. Yeah, which is again that's just sort of the weirdness of this season. There's been a couple of those type games. Well, it's I mean, you know, Mississippi State beats LSU, but that proved to be not impressive at all because LSU has given up. I think they've given almost 50 points to about three different schools. I mean, Missouri. Auburn, Mississippi State, they all scored right around 50 points. And the one thing I've learned in covering college football is you never say never. I know a lot of people are already starting to wonder, well, you know, what you know, is, is Muschamp in trouble? Is Jeremy in trouble? I mean, what's going to happen, you know, if Auburn loses a few games? I think well, well, you've got, you got to let it play out, which is why I said, uh, you know, I said all show long, it's a critical four-game stretch right. because it's not about, yes, you want to win. But when you lose, it's how you lose. You know, how, how do you lose? Do you, are, do you look really competitive in your loss? And, and do you see like guys getting better? Something? Yeah. You know, are, are they getting better? See players or, getting better. Is there no pulse? And that's, that's, you know, you watch, you know, body language of the team, uh, what kind, what's the leadership like on the football team. But you see some guys that maybe weren't factors early in the year. Are they being developed? Are they developing at a rate where you see – in November, that they're a lot more equipped to play and look a lot more equipped to play than they did in September. I think those are the things you watch for, and I think those are things, you know, if you want to be fair about where Tennessee is or where they go from here, those are the things you watch for down the stretch. You know, Jeremy's pulse on his football team, I said this, the way he manages his staff, I think you've got to be careful there because players, you can't fool players, AP. They know if there's issues on your staff and there's some dissension in your staff, and that's where being a head football coach and being able to wear all those different hats, manage all the different things you have to as a head football coach, especially in the SEC, when you're a first-time coach, is always the hardest, sometimes most painful growing process. 
Well, I, I think for Tennessee fans, they just look up and, you know, they see these other teams with new coaches that, you know, it, whether they're finding wins or not, they're, they're finding a certain look about how the team's playing. Well, look, and, and the way the way that Arkansas played and yeah. looked last night. I mean, Arkansas is not super talented. You know, they just are playing extremely hard, and, and those coaches are doing a really nice job with them. Well, before we get out of here, I want to remind fans that it's football time in Tennessee, and you can show your big orange colors by purchasing the official 2020 football fan T-shirt. This shirt features General Newland's game maxims, put on more steam. That's the official Tennessee football fan shirt available at Alumni Hall, Food City, the Vol Shop, and Hound Dogs. We want to thank our good friends here at the Texas Roadhouse, the Morrell Road location. We'll be here now for a couple months, sort of rotate around all the different locations here in the Knoxville area. But we will be back here next week, railroad location, on the nation, 6 o'clock. AP, have a good night. It's good to catch up with you, and we'll see everybody next Sunday at 6 o'clock. So long, everybody. You've been listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and VolQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group, the number one lender in the state of Tennessee, making the American dream possible. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Tennessee LASIK Associates, proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK by Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service 12 area east tennessee restaurants by marathon featuring top tier clean gasoline for peak performance stop by your neighborhood marathon station marathon fueling the american spirit by university eye specialists helping you live life in focus since 1935 and by dos Equis. nothing goes with college football like an ice cold refreshing dos Equis cerveza keep it interessante and please enjoy dos Equis Responsibly. Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The nation is also brought to you by... Join us again next Sunday across the Volunteer State. For more news on college sports and the SEC, this is The Nation signing off.